Okay. Um, I want to talk today a little bit about Shadim and Ruach Ra, but uh, I want to explain to you the thought process, how we got there a little bit. So back in the day when we were doing, when we went through the Indian of song, we spoke about some different songs that have like interesting Makairis that come from, you know, important or different backgrounds. And I came across a song that was traditionally sung by the Litvish people. It's a Litvish song. Big Messiah, but in fact, they sing it in Valazhni Yeshiva, they sang it on Shavuos. And uh, other Rosh Yeshivas sang it other times. Mrs. Zalman used to sing it. Oh, I take it. I'm sorry, one second. Today's year is sponsored by Rufu Shalema, the Kleva Bas Peril. Okay, now, back to the song. So, so uh, in Valazhni, they sang this song on Shavuos. Mrs. Zalman and Rushach used to sing it on Maitzi Yom Kippur. Baruch Ber sang it a certain time of year. I, I think anyone who went in Philly could tell me, I think Shmuel Kamenetsky makes a kiddush in his house on, I believe, the second day of Shavuos, and they see, he sings the song with the island, the song. Now, the song is to the words of uh, Those are the lyrics for the song. You could actually find it on YouTube. There's people who have, have it set to music. Rabbi Zalman, in the book of that, Rabbi Zalman, there's musical notes for the song. So if you want to be able to play it, you can copy the musical notes. It's a song that has a big lift from Now, the, the makar for this song is the, the famous story with the Ger Tzedek of Vilna. Now, the Ger Tzedek of Vilna, I think everyone's basically familiar with the story, but I'll say it over just a little. The Ger Tzedek of Vilna's yard site is the second day of Shavuos. That's the day that he was put to death, which is why the song was sang in Valazhin on, sec- on Shavuos. That's why the song was sang. And basically the story is as follows. There was a, a boy who grew up in Poland. His name was Valentin Potocki, a non-Jew. Now the Potocki family in, in, in uh, Congress, Poland, was the, most, was the wealthiest family. They were the Rockefellers of the day. It's actually a, a, a palace, like a castle that we still have. It uh, escapes me now this minute which city it's in. In a city in Poland, we have it. It's well-preserved, a big, huge palace for the, that belonged to the Potocki family. It has the coat of arms on the gate, like of the Potocki family. They were very well-known, like the Rockefellers of the day. Now, they had a, ch- a child of the family, Valentin, who was studying to become a Catholic minister. He went to a school to become a minister in Paris. And over time, he became disillusioned with the religion. And he became more interested in Judaism. He got a hold of a Tanakh. He began to learn a little bit, and before you know it, Valentin Potocki became Avram ben Avram, and he became a Ger Tzedek. Now he moved from Paris, which didn't have a sizable Jewish population, to Vilna. He came to Vilna, and the Goyim became aware of him. Now in Vilna, Valentin Potocki uh, was, was acted like a parish, like part of the Kilis of Prushim. He lived like a parish, he was davening, he was learning, he was unmarried, he sat in shul all day and all night, and he learned, and people would bring him food so they didn't have to leave the shul. Now the Goyen became aware of his existence and the Goyen told him that Vilna is a famous city, it's a big city. It's going to be easy to be found out over here. People are going to know about you. It's probably not smart to stay here. Go elsewhere. So he goes to a small town, uh, Ahila, I think it's called, a small Lithuanian town in the you know, bo- bo- outskirts of Vilna where he settles down over there and he was an anomaly. He was in something that was interesting about him because he obviously spoke Yiddish with a heavy accent and Polish fluently and people knew that Something was strange, but he sat in the shul like a parish and he learned. And there was a, a tailor who lived in the town of Ahila, who had a son who was a little Vilda kid, a little Mukhotzef. And the son used to come to the shul always and make noise and yell and scream. And 
it used to get the Geret Tzedek, Rav Ram and Rav Ram upset. He was trying to learn here. And one time, out of frustration, he grabbed the kid by his ear, and he schlepped him out of the, out of the base medrash, and he threw him out. This kid went home to his father, who was infuriated, the tailor, and the tailor said, what, this uh, interloper, this Geret is going to take my child by the ear and throw him out? And he went to the local authorities, and he turned him in. He says, you know that, that Geret you're looking for, that missing person? Went back to the, the milk car, and I found him. He's in the small village over here. You could have him. They come, they take Avram and Avram, and uh, he's, he's arrested. Now the law at the time was that uh, someone who converted would be put to death, and he was sentenced to death. Now he came from obviously a rich, well-connected family, and they began to try to you know, make uh, different machinations to free him. They spoke to this one, to that one, and every opportunity that they presented to him, he turned it down. He was choosing to be Mason Nefesh. He didn't want to be saved. Meaning they presented him that he could just pretend for five seconds, say that you recant what you did, and then we'll build you, his mother told him, to, brought down, his mother told him that uh, you can recant for five seconds, we'll free you, I'll build you a palace somewhere in the forest, and I'll provide you with whatever you need, svarim and food, and you sit and learn for the rest of your life. You can be from, you can be whatever you want, just tell them you're not, and they'll free you and you'll go. But he said, no, and he wants to be my sinafish, he wouldn't take the outs that were given to him. Now, um, so then, so supposedly it's brought to different, different nuskhas of the story bring down that the Goyen offered the Gertzadik that he could uh, sneak him out with Seamus, he could free him. The Gertzadik said, no, he's not looking for that. Until the day arrives, the day that he's going to be killed, which is the second day of Shavuos. Now, legend has it that the Gertzadik was, was uh, slowly marching his way down the street, singing this song that he made up. He was singing the song as he danced down the street until the Goyen poked his head out of his window and he told him, Avram, leif shnel, leif shnel. Don't waste time, run to the, to the base HaMaikid. Run, run, do it already. And the Chavetz Chaim used to explain that Avram and Avram had a shaylul halacha. He wasn't sure, is he supposed to be running with his lahavas to do the mitzvah of Mesir Nefesh? Or is he supposed to be saving Chay Eisha? Agambi's going to die in a few minutes, but every minute is valuable. Should he be preserving time? And the Goyen was giving him a psaq, that uh, now that it's already set and you're going to be dying to the Hashem, Leif Shnel, Leif Shnel, this is the, this is the mitzvah sayin now. This is the, it's a, a, a story that's replete with a ton and ton of legends in, in the literature. The Briska say it over, the, the Tamid Agra said it over, the Chavetz Chaim used to say it over every year, Bochanan said it over, Baruch Ber said it over. It's a very litvish story with all these uh, different legends attached to it. Supposedly the, the Goyen visited him in jail once and, uh, and he saw he was crying. And the Goyen told him, what are you crying about? It's a Zaschos, the Kiddush Hashem, the opportunity you have to make such a Kiddush Hashem, you should be happy. To which he told him, yeah, Vada, I'm happy about the Kiddush Hashem. I'm just, I don't have any children. And I would love to leave over, you know, some sort of mascaras after I'm gone. And the guy told him, the Pasuk says, And the guy said, Hashem says, I'll be, I'll be the children for you. And then the, the guy was happy with that. And there's many, many more legends that attach it. The, the, the coat of arms of the Patatsky family that you could see in the, cap, in the, in the castle in, uh, still escapes me, in the castle is like a, a vertical line with three intersecting horizontal lines. So like six prongs stick out of the vertical line. It, instead of being six, which would be symmetrical, there's only five prongs, one is missing. Legend has it that after one of the you know, sons of the family converted as a punishment to the family, they were forced to remove one prong on their coat of arms. Like something from you went wrong. They were forced to remove a prong. There's many, many, many legends. A lot of... Uh, Chaikrum like to say the story was made up, obviously. Um, we don't know that it is or isn't made up. I could just tell you that in some, some, uh, some uh, 
newspapers from England in the early 1700s around the Tkufa when the Gertzadik story would have happened bring a story of a non-Jew converted from a wealthy Christian family without any names and was put to death for doing this. Now the, the Church of England was competing with the Catholic Church and it was in their best interest to bring stories that made the Catholic Church look bad. So it's other Goyim bringing stories about other Goyim. There's no Yidin involved in this, in this, uh, in this uh, storytelling. So it's a similar story. Yaakov Emden, who's someone from that Kufa in, uh, in the Sefer of his called Magidvar of Liakov, brings a similar story. So there's certainly old, uh, you know, brought down, there's certainly old mascaras of such a story brought down. Exactly if every single detail is true or not true and exactly how the legends play out, that I can't tell you. But Chalaifin, what we have from it is this song, this Valajan and Nigin, of Avalanachnu Amcha, that was sung by all the, the literature Shivas at, at uh, Itim Tchufim. Now, that's how, that's the first time that I took note of the story. Now there's a second unique Nakuda that comes out of the story that I want to focus on. But just by way of background, let's first just give the, the groundwork of, of Shadim and Rachra and etc. and Halacha, and then we'll circle back to how the Gertzadik has to do with that. Now, so off the bat, it's, uh, it's Yudua that the existence of Shadim and Rachra and all these you know, things that can't be explained and can't be understood, the existence and if they're powerful or not, is the grace of Machik The Rambam in every one of his svarim, in Marinavuchim twice, in Pirish Mishnayis once, in Yad Chazaka twice, the Rambam reiterates again every time that this is something believing in Shaitim and Shaitim and Rachra and, and, and Keshef and Kmeis and a, a whole list is the Derech of Shaitim, it's the Derech of silly people. Nashim Vamaratsim, he calls it in one place, and it's obviously false. And it was just that it was a populist belief at the time, and that's where the Torah addresses it, and the Torah says not to follow it. Because it was a populist belief, it was something that everyone believed. But of course, it's nothing, it doesn't exist. And this the Rambam reiterates many, many, many times. Now, the, the Rosh HaChalkam al Rambam, let's say, is the Ramban. But it's not really the Ramban. It's really many, many, many Rishayim. The Ramban is, let's call it, the popular view. The Rosh HaChalkam is the Ramban. The Ramban in Chumash, several times, when, he have, when the Psukim talk about Shadim and Gidi and Shadim and Lysizbuchu and Menachshim, the Ramban every time will hammer home that if Chazal talk about Shadim and Ruach Ra, like the, like the Gemara is replete with it, it's to be understood at face value. You don't change it. It doesn't mean something different. It's to be understood at face value. And if Chazal say it exists, it exists and that's it. Ad Kedekach, that I, I came across this, I'll just, uh, the, there are, there's very few speeches from the Rishayim. Giving speeches in shul was a, is a relatively new phenomenon. Rabbanim didn't give speeches until pretty recently. There's one speech that we have from the Ramban. What did he say? Yeah, no, Drashtaran is not speeches. Drashtaran is he wrote down like missives. He gave them out. They were, they were Biksav. They weren't prepared. There's very few things that were given as a speech. The Ramban, famously in, in 1261, was forced to debate uh, a Christian in front of uh, King James of Aragon. Ramban wins the debate, but ultimately loses the debate because he's forced to leave, etc. That story, is, we'll save that for a different time. And the Ramban published a few svarim in the, in the shadow of that debate. He put, published a sefer called Sefer Agu'ula, Naim Ravi Kuach. We'll save that for a different time. But the Saif HaMaisa was that over there, the Shabbos after the debate was, was complete, King James of Aragon came to the shul in Barcelona where the Ramban was the Rav, and he gave a speech from the pulpit. And he gave a speech to, even though the Ramban, Ki'ilu, won the debate and showed that Christianity was false, I'm telling you that Christianity is right. And he gave a drasha to the masses. And he said, but I'll tell you, never before have I seen someone so, so justify so well something so false. He said of the Ramban. Like, good job, you did a great job, but of course it's Shtasim, and, and here's how it has to be. And he came to give a speech in shul. Now after he left, we have this, Ramban wrote, wrote this down himself. The Ramban wrote, 
that after he left, he felt it was a chayv and a chrayas on him to lecture the Eilim about Tayyar Chur Ashkafa. Because they had just been, you know, the king coming to Shul was like a, like a showstopper and he just told them that it's not so and these are simple folk. And the Ramban wanted to reestablish all these say this of Yiddishkeit. The Maimur is called Maimur Teres Hashem Tamima, which is to explain the supremacy of the Torah. And the Ramban writes it down, it's in Kol Kisra Ramban. But literally, like right out the gate in the beginning of Maimur Teres Hashem Tamima, right after Ramban discusses Moifsim and Itzias Mitzrayim and, and, and Harsinai, the Ramban then morphs into Shadim and Kishif. And like he, like, as Mamash, like a plank of the Yisaitis Amuna, says something that's most good in the Torah is to be understood at its face value. He says, And I was once struggling with a certain Havana and a Psidin and Shadim. Until I went and I, I went to talk to the people who are Baki Bazaar, the people who know, who practice it still, and they explained to me such and such a prat. And Ban is writing himself that he was consulting with people in his day, practitioners of it in his day, to figure out how to do it. And Ban writes, uh, he strongly critiques the Rambam. So this is a, a you say this, take you know, of existence before you start anything else. Does it exist? Does it not exist? Probably the harshest critique of the Rambam's Deya is, um, let, me just, let me just note one thing. The Ramban's daya that, that it's to be understood at face value and that all these things that are Muska and the Gemara, Ruachra and Shadim and etc. <coughs> exist in their plain meaning, in their plain way, is the daya that's held by most Rishayim and is the daya that makes it to Shulchan Aruch many, many, many times. There are many Si'ifim in Shulchan Aruch that can only be understood by understanding these Gemara's Kipshutai. You have to be Cheshish for certain things, certain Sakanas, certain Kshashis. The Shulchan Aruch is replete. There's got to be, I don't know, 20. I, I'm, it's not, it's not a, it's, I'm not attempting to do a comprehensive... Uh, Sikor of the times, but the Shulchan Aruch is replete with examples of this. But on one of them, the Rambam's day slips into the Shulchan Aruch. And Simukofa Intesivav, it says, Misha Nashchei Akrov, someone who gets bit by a scorpion, Mutter Lil Chishalav, you're allowed to do a Lechisha on him, like say certain Psukim on the wound, Vafilu Bishabis, Vafalpi, this is the line, Shein Hadavar Moyel Klum, even though it doesn't help at all, it does nothing, Hoyelum Sukanu, Tiru Kadeshle Titarav Daitil Love. It's the placebo effect. Since he believes, you know, Yenna Shaitu got bit by the Akrov believes that it works. So you're allowed to do whatever little al to cure him so that he shouldn't think everything's going to be bad. Now over here in Sivav and Kofayintas, the Rambam's day just slipped in by accident. Almost by accident. And over here is where the Goin, is a famous Goin. The Goin writes as follows. The Goin says, Rambam, this is the source for this din. Says the Goin. All the Rishonim who came after him, they argued with him. The Rambam was not left after philosophy. The Rambam, he was not left not the school of thought of philosophies. He says these things. But color Rishonim, they came after him. He says, It's extremely harsh. The guy is writing. They already banged him over the head. You find that the Gun brings a short list of, of you know, riots from the Gemara, that all these things exist. And he says, yes, I'm asking that they're hard to see with your eyes, and you're not going to bump into these things. He says, but to be oike them, mi pshutam, chas v'shalom, eni ma'amen behem, v'lei mehem. He says, avokal advarim hen kipshutam, ela sheyesh behem pnimius, they have a certain depth of pnimius that's hard to understand and perceive at a basic level. Avaloi pnimius shabalei philosophia, sheyem chitsoinim, ela shabalei emes, which means kabbalistic, deep kabbalistic meanings that the Gun says, Lig and these type of things. So the Gaon strongly critiques the Rambam, and you'll find many, many times the Shulchan Aruch is replete with, with the ideas of Kishav and Ruachra and Shadim existing, not like the Rambam's Deya. Now, nowhere is it more Nagay in our daily life, L'chaira. Uh, I don't know how much time to spend this. There, there's, there's many Achreinim, well, let's just say quickly, the, the problem is as follows. The problem is as follows that 
Most Rishayim seem to clearly hold not like the Rambam. They say go kapshuta. The Gemara says the shadim, this kishav, this ruach So there is shadim, ruach ra, and kishav. The problem is that as far as anyone in this room can tell, no one's ever bumped into a shade. No one's ever been damaged by a kishav or ruach ra or thing, right? And and we're kibul sophisticated people. And anytime someone does a magic trick, we know it's just it's a trick. You could go look it up, and you'll see it's light of hand. It's this. It's that. It's the other thing. So so it's hard to like understand. You know, mitzarechad. The Rambam is very appealing because the Rambam says like, yeah, it's, it's a fatzaitish thing they used to believe when they didn't understand anything. And today, we understand better. So it's easy for us to think. Mitzat Shaini have the Ramban and Rav Rishonim and Gipaskin the Shulchan Aruch and many, many occurrences that say that, that there is and that it exists and that it's regular to be taken at face value. So there's many Achorinim who say many different things. Some say that there's different kinds. Some exist, some don't exist. The, the Kotzke famously said that until the Rambam, there was Ruach Ro. Once the Rambam Paskin that it's gone, so it's gone. Because Psak impacts the Matthias. That was the Kotzka's answer. But I, I want to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in his period on, on Pirkei And again, this is not comprehensive. There's many more answers. There's many Achorinim. I'm, I'm not, I'm skirting quickly through the Indian. The Yaakov Kamenetsky in his period on Pirkei he has a, a nice Mahalach. And I just, he, he has this idea that there's, there's Zulu Umazu. Back in the day, when people had a strong realization of Kedusha, when there was a Besam Mikdash, when there was Nevi'im, when there was a real Gilei Ashkina, and people were able to really see Hashem and to connect with Hashem, the Nisayan to not be an Ovid Hashem was much, more, was much more diminished. It says, hence, there was Kishif back in the day, really Kishif, or Yitzhak David Zara, or any one of these things, because it was necessary in order to create the tension that creates Pechira, the Zulu Mazu, that makes it a pull, that makes it a challenge for a person to be Ovid Hashem, there has to be both of these Kishifs in the world. Says, but as over time, as Ruchni is diminished, and people's ability to actually connect and to realize and to, to, to see Ruchni as Bainayim in a clear way diminished, so then the need for these other forces to be present in the world to create a counterbalance diminished. So, so Rabbi Yaakov believes, and this is a, a nice like pshara, that it diminished gradually over time. Meaning you'll find Damiraim strongly because yeah, it was, it was very present still. You'll find a little bit later in the Rishainim, you'll find already Machlaikis because it was less present. It wasn't so easy to see. It was a little present, a little not present. You'll find in the Shulchan Aruch more Machlaikim, how Machbit to be, because again, it, it took another step back to diminish. It says you'll find the later Achernim, the Gdele Achernim, the Chavisyar and the Marshal and, and many other ones who diminished even further and they start Maching Avek, these Yisurim in the Shulchan Aruch and saying like, eh, you don't have to be so Machmer, you can always be Mekel, you don't have to take it so seriously. You'll find Mitzat Sheini, you'll find the Shulchan Aruch Rav takes it very seriously and then the Cheshem Mishpat has a whole section about Yisurim that come out of Shedim and Ruach Rav, all these Yisurim, Shemir Sagofa and Nefesh. So Ryakov says it was like, it, it diminished slowly over time, it dissipated over time and he says, when I learned in Kelm, Ryakov says, they used to say over that there was a dibik betkuf of the Chavetz Chaim, and when it was resolved, the Chavetz Chaim said there'll never be another one. So Kilu, like in the Chavetz Chaim's tkuf of says, was, was the capstone that there's not going to be more, you know, begaloi these kaiches. But Agabanim, the timeline is not important, and, and exactly when you say it tapers off, or if it could still exist a little bit or not a little bit, you don't, we don't have to commit to a set, you know, uh, a set opinion or a set amount on that. The Bukhalifin, or Rabbi Yaakov is saying, is a very fashtenlach thing that, that's. Easy to somehow stim like our inability to see anything like this b'chosh for hundreds of years already, together with our inability to machavek what the Gedeli Rishonim said and believed and passed in Shulchan Aruch. So it's as that like a pshara as that where yeah it was but it diminishes. Now there is one halacha that's very relevant in mamish day to day life that has to do with ruach ra that every Jew practices every day, and that is the dinner of netilas when you wake up at night. The Shulchan Aruch and Simid Dalit says that when a person wakes up in the morning he's supposed to wash his hands. Now, the timeim that are given in the Paiskim for Shulchan Aruch, for the reason, is the Machlech is the Rashba and the Rush. The Rush says the reason is, Yadayim Askani Yaseh. Hands, 
are busy at night, they touch dirty things, and when a person is going to go to Davin to do tefillah, the person has to wash his hands. So since automatically it's assumed that if a person slept the night, his hands are tummy, he touched things that he shouldn't have touched, you wash your hands when you wake up in the morning. That's the rush. The Rajma says no. The Rajma says when a person wakes up, he's kiber yechadasha. You slept, you, yesterday is gone, you wiped it away, you wake up, you're a new being, you're a new person. A new person, part of freshening up for the day is to do Natil Sidayim, to freshen up, to face the day, which again is a tam, he's not chilek that has to do with tefillah, but it's a little bit of a different svarah. Now the Beis Yosef brings from a zayar, that the zayar says a third reason, and really it's Muzgar and Rashi a little bit, Rashi did not, never saw the zayar, but Rashi is maskir this tam a little bit, but in the zayar it's kibrach, that when a person goes to sleep, his neshama goes back to Shemayim, and therefore he's tayim a certain uh, ramah of death, like Chazal say, it's a 60th of death when a person is sleeping, and when the neshama comes back, it's a bechin of tchiyas amesim. So in order to wipe away the, the ruach ra that's left on a dead person, shabim and ruach ra gravitate towards death. So since there's a certain amount of death that was associated with this person, in order to wash that away, you need to do the tilsi Now the nafkamina lahalacha between the rush and the rajba and the, the Beis Yosef's tamal tzazayar is how important is it to wash it close to your bed? According to the rajba and the rush that it's al tzvila, you have time, you wake up, you get yourself dressed, you could wander around a little bit, maybe you don't want to eat or something because your hands are tame, but maybe you don't want to touch food or whatever, but you have time, you wash your hands and then you go right there. According to the, to the Bish Yosef, to the Zayar, it's very important that it should be post-haste, as fast as you could do it. You're not trying to walk around with shadim and ruach attached to your hands for any, for any more time than you should. And the Melo, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, the Mechaber Paskins, that a person should be makbid to wash until Sadaim, take Dalad Amis to his bed. And that's the Allah. Now, the Mishnah Bura already brings down, later Achayim and Primogadim, and the Shvos Yaakov bring down, that Kol Beisai could be called Dalad Amis. It could be that in halachic parlance, Dalad Amis just means the Makam Kviyas of a person, the place where a person is settled. And therefore, Kol Beisai is the place where you're settled. So Kol Beisai could be Dalad Amis. Lamaisa, later place in the Mishnah Bura, already points out that generally the word bias in halacha refers to room. Bias is not a house. We think of bias in our, in our language, bias means a house. In halacha sprach, generally like in benching, and shine makayim, and these type of things, bias means a room. So, l'chayri, even the place that make meant you could leave your room. So if you have a bathroom, you know, en suite in your room, no problem, you can make it, but if, if a person has a bathroom down the hall, again l'chayri should be machmer, and male the Mishnah Bura says, Taka, that a person should be very machmer not to wash, not to go more than daladamis without washing Matil Sadaim, and that's where the minute of having Negevasa Shisl by your bed, Bechulu all starts from, that's, that's Yana Halacha. Now, that Halacha has to do with Shadim and Ruach Ra. It's a Halacha that's Gebait on that talks about Ruach Ra, that comes from Shadim, who are attracted to Mesim, that made it into Halacha of Yom Yom, Mamish, every Jew's everyday Halacha. That's Kapasim like that. So that's probably the most, in the Gea, on a daily basis, Halacha of Ruach Ra. Now, and with this, let's circle back to the, to the story of the Gertzedek. There's a Maseira that the Anshi Yerushalayim passed down. It's a Maseira, I'll tell you exactly uh, the chain of command, just so we know exactly who says it. We have it from, there's two places where it's printed. One is B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel Orbach, one is B'Shem Rabbi Vizim Evanzal. They both go back to B'Shem Zalman Orbach, who heard it from Rav Leiv Todris, who heard it from Rav Zalman Bairan, in the name of Rav Nachum of Shadik, in the name of Rav Zundel Misalant, who heard it from Rav Chaim Order from the Goyim. This is the Yerushalayim and Messiah that exists. These are all well-known people. These are all people who learned by each other. This is a very severe, uh, you know, chain of command. This is the Messiah that's given over to Shem the Goyim, who said as follows, and there's a few different versions of saying it, who said as follows. 
He said, Alimutzchos, for people who are not machbed, not to wash until Zidayim, you know, some Lamitasam, and they go further than the Aramas. He says as follows He says that at the time that the Gertzedek was burnt Allah Moikid, he went up to Shemayim. He says, Nafal Pachad, I'll call a Klipa Sachitainius. The Klipa Sachitainius, which is, I can't tell you, but a kind of shade or Rachor that exists, that seems to be the one that's attracted to the Yadayim, became fearful. They became weakened. They became, they had to take a back seat. They, they got knocked. Based on, because of the mysterious nefesh of the, of the Ger Tzedek, they took, they got weakened. Another version is they became unable to speak, whatever that means. Um, and because of that, one does not have to be makbed anymore to wash until Sidayim, Samach Mitase. The Ruach Ra, that the Zayar, that the Beis Yosef brings, B'Shem the Zayar, that's Machai of a person to have a tremendous Chaymer to this Indian, like the Mishabur is Takamakbedon, says Rishul Mazalman, you know, based on, on his uh, chain of his rebellion back to the Goyen, that at the time of the Ger Tzedek, there became a weakness in this, in this Ruach Ra, and that's why there's Makbed to be Mekel. Now, Gradim Shem Zalman himself was always makbed to wash within the Aramas of his bed. And he said this only as a limut schos for people who weren't makbed. But Akhavan was brought down in many, many svarim after that. B'shem Rav Shem Zalman, Rav Shem Zalman used to tell people that Agam the Ikar Din, a person should be machmer, like the Zayar, to be makbed on the Ruach Ra aspect of Mithil Sidaim. But a Yosef, the Gert Tzedek, was Moise Nefesh. And at the time of the Messiah's Nefesh of the Gert Tzedek, this Ruach Ra took a hit. Akhavan Malpi, this Messiah that the Goyen said. So Mela, one could be makel. And, and uh, not wash until Sidayim, Samachomitase. Stam, halachadai aspect. Now, just once we're talking about the Gertzedek, I just want to make one or two Nakudas. So, first of all, there's the, a big Nidin in the Rishayim, if a person's Mukhayiv to make a bracha on Messiris Nefesh. You make a bracha of the Messi Nefesh. The Messiah has it that the Gertzedek made a bracha of Al Kedushas Hashem, and the Sayyid Shayrish Avaida was hiding in a bush, you know, somewhere near the area, and he answered Amin to this bracha. Now, a second legend, just once we're uh, second in the Kuda, is that the Gertzedek was obviously burnt, and all that was left of him was some ashes, and either one or two fingers, depending on which Nusach you see, there's different Nusachayas, and the Goyen sent someone, we have his name, rather, who was clean-shaven, didn't have a beard, who could pass as a guy to go collect the, the ashes and the finger, or fingers, and the Goyen asked to be buried in the oil together with the Gertzedek, and the, in Vilna, before the war, the oil was the Goyen together with the Gertzedek, were buried together. Now, after the war, when the Goyans, uh, oh, and additionally, a tree. We have paintings of this tree. Different Jews made paintings of this tree. A tree sprouted up around the Gertzedek's kever that had like an odd trunk that like was very wide and then tapered off to the center a little bit so that it looked like legs supporting a body and the arms spread out like, like hands as if like the Gertzedek was standing guarding the tomb of the Gertzedek. Now, these are all, I don't know. I can't tell you if these are real. They're not real, but we do have like paintings and drawings that different people made a hundred years ago already of said tree, you know, outside the grave of the Gertzedek. Today, I think if you go to Vilna, were you there? Today, if you go to Vilna, I think in the new scene of the Gain, where they moved him to, it's again, supposedly the, the Gain and the Gertzedek together in the, in the Tzien. So, so yeah, so the Gain is very wrapped up in the story of the Gertzedek. There's a lot of Gain influence and a lot of Tamidah Gain Hagra have different, you know, outcomes of this. One of them is Lagabi, this, uh, this Halach of Ruach Maybe one day we'll revisit uh, some of the other uh, Isurim of Ruach Ra and Shadim, etc. Kishif, Nichosh, alternative medicine. It's worthy of going down this rabbit hole, maybe a different time.